Hey, it's George and Jess. Your journey of self-discovery starts here. And here we are. It's the month of April. Looks more like January. Welcome to winter part six. It's unbelievable. We woke up on... Saturday. Saturday following the... um, And there were parts of Minnesota that suffered much worse fates. But we did wind up with about, I don't know, four, five, six, maybe inches parts of our area. And it was cold. And it was white. And there were icicles everywhere. And it was April 1st. It looked like a Mother Nature's April Fool's joke. I love Mother Nature, but not when she does that. Yeah, this winter has been long. And last winter was long. And that starts to wear on you. (laughs) But it falls in line with our conversation this morning. We're talking about forest bathing. This is brand new to me. I stumbled across it on the internet this weekend. And as I dove in and started reading articles about it, I love it. I feel like I brought this up a few, like maybe six months ago. Because it's a, actually, I think it's of Japanese origin. It is. And they, well, explain to people what forest bathing is. So it's a term that emerged in Japan in the 80s. And it's a physiological and psychological exercise where you, um, there's a Japanese word for it, which equates to forest bathing or taking in the forest atmosphere. And the purpose is to not just get into nature, it's to like immerse yourself and your senses into nature. So you go into the forest and like really pay attention to the smell and the sights and let your senses kind of guide you to touch things and just be immersed in nature. You're not actually bathing. So the right. term is a little misleading if you hear it at first. I think it's like, more of a spiritual bath. Right. So you're um, unplugging and getting into nature. And this is something that you just don't do at like a local park. I'm going to tell you, because I grew up, again, 20 miles south of the Canadian border. I, I'm not a country boy. I grew up in the wilderness. And I can tell you that there is something very different about it when you get away from all the sights and sounds and smells and the light pollution that civilization offers and you just get out into the deep forest the way that it was before men ever had a chance to disturb it. It's a different experience. It definitely is. It, it's strange and it's it it can be therapeutic and I think... Before we get into this, I think this is a, uh, along the lines of why the great outdoors, specifically like hunting and fishing and stuff like that, are very popular here in our state. And men travel from all over the country and women mm-hmm. to participate in these because if you get up there, there's a lot of guys that that aren't don't have necessarily successful trips as far as the hunting and fishing, but they say just the time in nature. And getting out there is well worth the trip. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what they're discovering. It's that type of thing. And it's um, 
there are places that are offering this forest nature. I've seen it called forest therapy on like a guided experience and where the, you're out there for hours. And, and just let me step back just a sec. With these therapeutic trips and bathing, you don't bring a rifle. No. <laughs> just the, this, this, this is just being out there at one. <laughs> may change the experience. Right, right. But I'm just saying, but, but, but I, but I think that people, I'm just saying that I think there's just some kind of a connection people have to wilderness as it was meant to be. Yes. And, and they say you don't have, you can go to a, a park or a trail, like if that's what you have access to. And it's not you, the same though. You will reap some of the benefits of the experience again, if that's what you have right. access if that, to. If that's all you've got is Central Park, then go for it. And so you can, it, as I understand it, and again, this is this is a new concept to me. It's about way more than just going for a nature walk, right? Right? Yeah. Like it's where you're um, kind of allowing your senses to guide you through the forest or into the forest and you're pausing and you're touching and smelling and listening and seeing tasting. You might want to leave out on the senses journey <laughs> right. in the forest. Although there are things that you can consume, berries, mushrooms, all kinds of hard different things, to know if you know what you're doing hard to know. Right. I would maybe as a beginner avoid that sense, <laughs> but it's um, like really being calm and quiet amongst nature is that am i explaining it correctly I think, I think you are yeah it's just i think it's connecting yeah and it's not it's different than a hike yes i think the hike is more about the the physical and there there are obviously physical benefits to the forest bathing i think hiking is more about discovery and adventure where forest bathing is more about therapy the therapeutic, the spiritual, the spirituality of the forest right. and nature. And I've heard it said like, we are nature and somewhere along the line, we've forgotten that or we've come inside and got on technology and, and disconnected from nature. That's where my mind gets blown. I don't know how we, it goes back to the actual beginning. Right. And we don't know, but nobody knows for sure how that happened. But maybe this connection with nature and the forest uh, is, is one of the clues. And there are a lot of benefits like improving a negative mood, uh, imp improving um, depressive symptoms, which all of this is kind of stuff that's inherently known like right. oh yeah going outside does improve your mood doing you know being in nature helps with depression like all of these things are things we know but it, imagine if you were really intentional about the process and about carving out an hour to like be with nature how, how well, dramatic the effects could be just imagine it if you're in any type of a civilized urban environment right now Everything that's going on around you, imagine if somebody just flipped a switch, turned it off, removed you from there, sent you through some kind of a portal, mm -hmm. and just set you down in the middle of a forest. You would start 
to figure out what the earth was like before we ruined it. Right. And you could, I mean, I think that's a good chance to um, meditate or do yoga and like really immerse yourself in that feeling of connectedness. Right now, you can actually get guided, right? Yeah. So you can get guided and I don't know like if there's any near where we are, but you can go on a guided forest therapy session where it's like sometimes hours long I think and it. they'll give you prompts. Like yeah. now I want you to, um, you know, go and find, listen to the trees and find a tree that's like you're connecting with and then spend time with it and touch it. And some people like talk to talk to the trees, which isn't that weird. Well, that's a, isn't that part of like Wicca? I don't know. I, don't I think know I think I think they they actually. That's part of their their worship, and they speak to the trees. Oh, I listen. I don't know anything about it. You know how I am kind of a skeptic, but I have talked to uh, people who are involved with mm-hmm. that and practice that, and they. I've had a few of them tell me they get up at night sometimes in the summer when it's really silent in the middle of the night and they go out and they sit in the woods and listen to the trees. Well, I've heard from, from <laughs> Does that sound bizarre? people in other spiritual practices that believe that the, the trees have a language and that they communicate with one another and that you can Well, start of- digging into that because if you go be- beneath the surface of the earth as we see it. It's all connected. It's already, yeah, you don't have to go down far to see the connection of everything that lives. And it's fascinating. It is. And that's not like a spiritual thing. That's a science thing. Yeah, yeah. It's all connected in a root system. And the fungi are all speaking to the trees and it's pretty cool. It is. Actually, I don't, I'm not very good at explaining it or putting words to it, but we did watch a documentary that talked about the underground network you know when it's the reason i thought when i saw this this past weekend again and and i i had seen it before i have but now with hopefully spring Mm. arriving i'll believe it when i see it i know at some time uh when all of that color comes back and and the earth comes to life and it starts to green up again and everybody believes Mm -hmm. in a lot of different good things at that point that's when you really get out and appreciate it because it's different in the middle of winter. It seems desolate and sad. I've all, when I grew up, you know, again, where I did, it's like the Arctic tundra in the winter. Mm-hmm. It's brutal and it is just unforgiving. And it's not a, I don't, I did not find the solace my father did. He loved being up in the cold and that northern, I mean, just it's freezing up there. Nine months out of the year, it's to me almost uninhabitable. Which, yeah, I don't, I don't understand the appeal either. I don't like it, but there are some people that do. But when it comes to life in the spring, there is something really special about it. Mm -hmm. And then it thrives all summer long. And then it gets put to bed again in the fall for the long winter. I wonder, like, within this forest bathing practice, how do people combat, like, the annoyances of nature, (laughs) like the bugs and the mosquitoes and the, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. Like, can you can you zen out so much that they that you deflect them? No, <laughs> because I grew up. No. I can't, I'm, I'm telling you, I, being well versed in this stuff. I mean, that's just part of nature, 
right? Mm-hmm. They, 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 they serve a purpose in the system. Right. Whether you want to believe it or not, they do, right? Uh, and uh, it's, if you go up, I, 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 I'd be willing to bet where they have these actual guided tours and perhaps where you can go on one of these little adventures. They have thought that out and they, they probably bring you in places where they can deal with it. Because if you did, if you were to go up in the forest where I grew up and sat down and try to meditate in the middle of the summer, the mosquitoes would literally pick you up like helicopters, carry you off and have you for lunch. Yeah. The mosquitoes where you're from are bigger than a Volkswagen. Right. And you can, but there, but if you get the time of the day, right. And you get out there in the sunshine in the middle of the day out and well, you know where the, my yeah. home grew up and we have areas back there. You can get out there where they're not out yet. And that's the moment. And then there's some beautiful moments in the spring and fall as before well. They yeah. Before hatch. they really get crazy. And if you get a real dry summer, that can that can help as well. But you're right, the the bugs and all that are different. But I think some of these places that I discovered are like Northern California, mm-hmm. where the, they have those beautiful like the redwood forests and stuff like that, where you can get out there and you probably wouldn't deal with as much. But you can put repellents on, you could dress appropriately right, and you right. could get up into the the wilderness and even the you know northern parts of Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, and stuff like that. And I know that all across the country, by the way, because that's the, the the great thing about podcasting. Uh, all across this country, there are there are places like that mm-hmm. down south. I know in the deep south. What if you're some, in the the desert? I love the desert. I do too, and so I'm trying to picture like, could you desert bathe? Yes, I believe. Or you, you just go like listen well, to the rocks. It's not a forest, but it would be. You're still you can still get into nature. Like I think of um, the Valley of Fire State Park in Nevada. Yeah. I I felt very in nature. Yeah. With that, when we were there, the sheep, the, 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 the the, bighorn sheep, the bighorn sheep and the, the rocks that were all like very colors, the reptiles. Yeah. I mean, I felt very like connected to nature when we were there. It's just a different kind of nature. It is. It is. Uh, But I loved it. There's something about, the de- and I would have never guessed that growing up in the lush forest mm-hmm. environment that I did, the first time I had experienced being out in the desert and sleeping and thriving out there when I was in the service, there's there's a great appeal. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, ZZ Top wrote that song, I think, Asleep in the Desert, right? Oh, I don't know if I know that one. And it was... Uh, it, there is something about it. There's just, I don't know what it is, I, but there, there is great appeal for me anyways. Have I you, love it. I love it too. And the first time I ever was in the desert was in Palm Springs and I was a kid. I was a teenager and it was like, I just felt it and I just, I don't know, there was something. And then now where I am, I'm like, I wonder if there's something with like past lives or, you know what I mean? I no, I know it's, it's like, a, it's a little out there to think about, but I'm like, maybe that's it. Cause it, Do we there have, was definitely something or that's hard to explain that I just felt very at home. And I, and I still do every time we go to Nevada or anywhere else that is a desert climate, yeah. it feels very much like coming home. Maybe rather than past lives, it is something that you have inherited through genetics. If you were, because again, 
yes. I, I've, I've said this. We all, when you think of your ancestors, it just doesn't go back a few hundred years. Mm -mm. You are the descendant of somebody 5,000 years ago. Right. Right. At least. Most likely, most likely hundreds of thousands, if not millions, if you ask me. I know that due to certain religious beliefs and, and, you know, the, the hardcore science-based archaeology, some of them people would disagree with that, but they have discovered early ancestors at least a couple of hundred thousand years old, right? right? So we all come maybe from that's somewhere. It. Maybe it's ancestral. But maybe, yeah, and, and maybe you go back, you know, let's say 5,000 years yeah. when they had all those beautiful civilizations along the Nile and all of that. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't it's, desert at that time, though. It's the Egyptian princess. <laughs> Somebody did tell you that you were the descendant of an Egyptian princess. Who was it? It was during a Reiki session. Oh, was it? And it was like, oh, there's like an like Egyptian royalty energy. And I was like, there yeah. You, you're like, yeah, of course. Um, yeah. So Boy, anyway, I think you can, you can, regardless of the climate or landscape of where you are, be in nature, be with nature. I would tell people if they really want to experience this though, pack up the the family sedan. <laughs> the station and, wagon. And get as far away from what we yeah. consider civilization as you, as you can, right? Because that's where you're really going to experience mm -hmm. it. That there's just something about the sound, the smell, the sights, all of it. The feel, yeah, it's an it's an odd feeling to be out in the middle of nowhere when you know that all around you, the forest is alive with not just obviously the plants and everything, but all of the animals that you don't necessarily see that are watching you. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a, it's an odd feel. I remember that just growing up when I would come in at night, if we would be out on an adventure on a moonlit night, and that mile or two walk back to the any any road logging road or whatever when you're just working your way through the forest off moonlight i always thought what's watching me Ugh. it's not it's not really though it's not I know, it's eerie, just like but it, when you it, it is alive and everything there's a whole world out there that exists that doesn't know civilization and it just knows the earth as it was meant to be it's crazy right and as you wander through that you're you're immersed in it, and right. it is quite the feeling. And you're in their territory. Yeah, absolutely. You are a foreigner in a right. foreign land. And they, oh, woo. I mean, since I've seen bears in your mom's front yard, literally. <laughs> well, that was a common thing. I mean, it it's was like, oh, is there moose up there? I did. Yeah, absolutely. I, I remember waking. I don't up think I've ever seen a moose when I was really little as a kid. One, and it was dim morning light. And in the front yard, I thought it was a horse, but it was because it was still dim light. And as the light began to progress, it was a gigantic bull moose, like oh. within 20 feet of my bedroom window. <laughs> so, yeah, there's, I mean, like timber wolves, moose, sir. bear, deer. I mean, just the, the oddest animals show up. Uh -huh. So it's it's crazy. But it's, it's, it's a different world, right, when you're that far out in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think that more people, if they experienced it, would appreciate it because there's so many kids specifically i think they grow up in urban environments that only see it on television and don't understand what it's really like to be there yeah i i read an article about like thinking of the future and how nature is going to be one of those experiences that is not available to everyone like to be in nature 
Yeah, which is sad. With the urbanization and like people will do AI nature or like VR, not AI, VR, virtual reality nature where you put a headset on right. and you're like experience nature that way, which you know, is the, not the same. Did you see the uh, latest Apple device that's being released this year? No. Is it a chip? That's a VR headset that's going to be, I think, in June. Well, they, they expect to launch it. I've seen the prototypes and pictures of it, but- that's going to be the next thing that Apple offers that's going to be probably big business. Hmm. So when you go in for your iPhone, they're going to upsell you on an iPad, the watch, and probably the VR headset. What are you going to do with it? Everything that people in this world and day and age do. I mean, I just I, I can see a, I could see the, there being a big market for that. Be, they, you will be able to go anywhere on the planet, mm-hmm. right, and be somewhat immersed Mm. in that environment it's really hard to imagine it's not the same though it's not the same as being out there so forest bathing we'll see i would like to take just because i'm and i'm not just i mean i'm pretty well versed in what it's like to be out in that environment because just again where i grew up so i would like to be able to go on one of these and see if it really is out there getting in touch because more people need to do it oh i think it would be a huge benefit for people's mental health well, not only that, but I think you learn a respect and a love for, and, and even compassion for the earth as it was meant to be. Yeah. And I think there's um, probably a remembering sure. of like, oh, this Ancestral is- Ancestral roots. Right. Like this is how it used to be. And right. this is how I can incorporate this more back into my life because I, I am connected to this earth. Maybe since I ha- we have the land, mm-hmm. we could we could open up a- forest bathing resort dude i think of a spiritual retreat resort would be so cool i i honestly because i'll I'll tell you why you as moving forward in the world that we live in that stuff is going to become uh more and more i think sought after and and it'll just be something a lot of people won't have access to Mm mm-hmm to be able to just be out and immersed in nature. I think it'd be so cool. It's a, it's an incredible experience. I got to get with this summer. We, we have to venture up just for a couple of days. We should go up and just, I would like to take, because it's been a while. It's been three, four, yeah, four, four it's years. Been, it's been a long time. Probably about four years, yeah. We're just here to vibe. Here to vibe. We're trying to start this. We're trying to start April off on a positive vibe. Well, it's Earth Month. It is Earth Month. So a fitting topic for our first podcast of yeah. the month. Um, we should find some earthy experts to talk to this month. We can do that. Yeah. Yes. As the the weather turns, hopefully. We we are, well. <laughs> we live in an area which has a rich history with Native Americans, yes. and I think they had a great respect, absolutely, and an understanding and an appreciation, and a relationship, and a relationship with Earth, with Earth and it's heartbreaking for them, I think, to see what, a lot of what has evolved today. Yeah, can't imagine. But uh, they have a rich history, and I think that they have a better understanding than we do, mm-hmm. right? So that would be interesting. That'd be an interesting conversation. Yes, it would. So it's good to start the the week and the month because I, I believe we're all, because Saturday morning, nobody was believing, but I believe this is where we turn the corner and spring's going to come. And I, I'm, I'm hoping to God that it Eventually does. Eventually you're going to be right. Because people, well, people are not doing well. 
No. We're, well, we're, it's like the winter won't stop. And it started early. And it's been brutal. And as of this past weekend, we are on the third snowiest winter of on record since that's what the 18 it's got to be 150 year old record since they started keeping records the third snowiest this is the snowiest in minnesota in your lifetime because because number two i believe was in the early 80s like 81 82 82 83 something like that oh, and i was born in 84 yeah. so so the, in your life this is as bad as it's got no wonder my little mental health is struggling it is it, i mean i'm right there with you i'm right there with you because you and i are are uh are drawn to warmer climates well, we're, de- we're desert people <laughs> we, well again it goes back to our genetics yeah we've got to find out where the ancestry it, where we came from right so chill out relax this is the month i believe where we turn the corner god i hope so because i remember last year we were a, a week two weeks into may and nobody was believing mm-hmm well, I can't handle that again this year. No, because it's such a short window. I'll be in laying on Kelly's couch over at the hypnotherapy, <laughs> and I'll be in there and just spilling my guts and losing my mind. Maybe she, that would be good for you. She'd be like, what hurts? Everything. <laughs> Everything, Everything just, hurts she, right now. She doesn't ask what hurts. <laughs> including my mind. Well, then, I thought she said that like when she said when she talked to people who had pain, she was like, where is the pain? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. That type of thing. I'm like, it's, it's my whole my in my head. My head is killing me. <laughs> All right. Uh, this week, though, we've got some interesting stuff coming up. I'm going to have I did a a piece with a good friend of mine, Tyson, you know, and we talked about men and the sober fit lifestyle mm-hmm. that a lot of guys are leaning towards now. And it, it blew up. It was that I knew I had a feeling it would because it's a great conversation for men to have. And a lot of guys won't talk about mm-hmm. it. Right. So I, I know a ton of successful men that are, that don't drink and lead fit, healthy life now. Right. And a lot of them did drink when I did back yeah. even through my radio career. So I've got a couple of them lined up. And watch for them. I hopefully will have one later this week for you as well. If I can get Brady, I believe I'll have him in later this week. And maybe we can launch that on Friday or maybe uh, Monday. But I love having these conversations because you can hear about what it's like. You know, this is not necessarily rock bottom, have, going to rehab or any of that other stuff. Guys that are just like, I'm going to set it down. I'm going to the gym or I'm going to go hiking or I'm going to pursue some something different. And I'm not going to have alcohol part of my life anymore. And it's an amazing transformation. Mm-hmm. And I know a bunch of them. And some of them inspired me. Yeah. So uh, we've got some of those coming up. And what's great about those stories is that everyone's situation is different. And 100%. Like, yeah. You know, some of them are more serious and extreme. And some of them are yeah. are more, I'm just going to make this choice. So it's, it's really cool to right. hear um, the evolution of that it is. for each individual and watch it grow. Mm-hmm. This movement is growing, you know, because guys, and again, I, I say this all the time. If you're going to do something like that, despite how so- great it sounds to say, I'm doing it for my family or my kids and this and that, you have to do it for you. Mm-hmm. And when you do it for you, all of the other things are just benefits off. Yeah. Right. So, but it is an amazing transformation. So I've got a couple of them lined up and it's just, it's going to be good. We'll just continue this as a series. It's going to be cool. So again, do something good for yourself as we start this month. 
Take a forest bath. To stay positive. Might be a little muddy this week. To stay positive, right? All right. On that note, have yourself a fantastic week, and we'll be back again tomorrow morning.